You're listening to Behind the Clipboard Podcast, coming at you as always from unceded First Nations land, Wajak Noongar Budja in Buraloo or Perth, Western Australia. We are so grateful to share this land with our First Nations peoples. Today's episode is a little different. It's a bit of a look behind the curtain of the company powering Behind the Clipboard, Known Associates Events. This year, we turned 15 That's right, we're moody, erratic teens who like to party and break all the rules. Mel's putting me in the hot seat, so strap yourselves in. Welcome to Behind the Clipboard, event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the Insider Toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to open the backstage curtain and unleash your world of events expertise. Hello and welcome to Behind the Clipboard podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Melissa Howie, and today I'm putting the other host, Tamara Cook, in the hot seat. I'm going to ask her all the questions we all want to know about the business over the past 15 years, uh, which is the business behind the podcast, Known Associates. So, Tam, take us back to 2007. What were you doing before starting Known Associates? Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't pause for breath, did I? <laughs> That's okay. First time doing the intro, always feels a bit weird. <laughs> Um, 2007, what was I doing before I started Known Associates? Well, I was the event manager of the Dockers, which is a fantastic, if not the best Australian rules football club in the country. Not biased at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I was the event coordinator at the Dockers in the late noughties and I ran, we ran, oh, I think about 120 events a year for the Dockers. So, whoa, I said. It, it was well. It was well. It was busy. So, football, as all the Australians listening know, it's um, it's televised. It's fast. It's lots of stars. It's it's a really fun industry to be involved in. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of hard work behind the scenes. A lot of sponsors to to work with. A lot of events. So, it went from running eight dining rooms. Uh, on game days simultaneously Um, and then there was stuff to do on the field and also of course during the week we did several smaller kind of events for various sponsors and or for the playing group for the for the football club in general so yeah busy 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 gal yeah football is very set and repeat it is I mean you're always coming up with new ideas and new ways to do the awards night and the um, the fundraising galas but because you're internal everything becomes very colour-coded to the corporate colours which <laughs> a lot the, of purple <laughs> the dockers was a lot of purple um, but it was great it was great that's where I really cut my teeth in event management because I dabbled in it for years and years um, through hotel management and cruise ships in the Caribbean um, so yeah, working with the Dockers was frenetic and fun and I learned how to work really hard and learned some excellent processes from my uh, my manager there, Kelly Black, who is still at the Dockers. I think she's going on like 17 years, maybe longer, maybe 19 years. Yeah, so she taught me a lot of the things that I still implement in Known Associates today. 
Mm, sounds like a hectic time. So tell us how and why was Known Associates Events born and also how did you have time to start a side hustle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was late 20s and, you know, you've got loads of energy in your 20s. And Do you? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I missed that step. <laughs> um, yeah, right. We know. We know the truth. Uh, yeah, so I, I just had this passion. I loved, as soon as I started working full-time in events, I absolutely loved it. I knew I'd found the place I wanted to stay for the rest of my professional career and I couldn't get enough of it. So yeah, I worked full-time plus game days at the Dockers and uh, I just wanted to do my own thing. So I, I just started out with one event. So I wasn't crazy. I didn't start up this massive company to do at the same time as I was working full-time. But I did this one event, which was a New Year's Day event, and I just worked on it honestly in every spare minute that I had when I wasn't working at the football club. It took a lot out of me, but I had a lot of friends and family that um, were excited to see me do my own thing and they helped me along the way and I was selling tickets to this event from my apartment. (laughs) This was back before, I mean, 2007, Facebook was just coming on the scene in Mm. Australia. It was. Um, So it was a hustle. It was a real hustle and yeah, it was a ticketed event. So um, but yeah, it did really well and I'm, I'm super proud of it because it was printed in the West Australian as one of the top 10 events in Perth to go to for New Year's. It was also featured on Channel 10 Nightly News. They came down and interviewed me um, on the event site about this new event that I created um, and the purpose behind it was to give back to charity. So it was um, creating a really fun, different event scene to bring in the new year, but also donate the proceeds to charity following the event. So so you did your first event as a side hustle, first New Year's event, and made amazing press. What made you want to, and how did you take it from being a side hustle to transforming it into a business? Uh, it was very organic. I didn't really set out to be a business person or an entrepreneur at all. I just wanted to throw parties. But the success of that event just gave me the drive to to do it again. So my, my first plan was to plan that particular event again the next year. Um, and then I actually fell pregnant unexpectedly Um and went on maternity leave from the Dockers. And that allowed me, obviously, <laughs> I say, I was going to say, obviously, to have a lot more time. <laughs> new, ba- new babies do take up a bit new of time. New mothers would be <laughs> yelling at you through the radio. <laughs> I mean, new babies do take a lot, of, a lot of time. But, man, life with teens is a lot harder, I can tell you right now. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, but I went on, in all seriousness, I went on maternity leave and working from home gave me that flexibility to be able to work on my own business. And it, I just started working on creating more of my own events. And then people started to notice the job that I was doing and they were impressed and then they wanted me to consult to them. So it began with charities. And yeah, I, I sort of, I got my first client uh, without really marketing for it. They, it. they just saw what I did and and said, can you come and help us do this? And it just evolved into a business. Uh, and very much so, you know, one of the small, I'm, res- I'm afraid to do anything too risky kind of stay-at-home mum businesses in the in the first couple of years. And, you know, 15 years later, it's a lot different. Mm. So did you go back after your maternity leave from the Dockers? 
No, I always thought I would. And I got them to hold my job for me for 12 months. And I really did think I would go back because I loved working for the Dockers. But in that time, I also loved being at home with Xavier. And I could see there was potential in known associates. I didn't really know exactly how it was going to pan out. But uh, yeah, I had the opportunity to stay home and grow that business. And sadly, sadly at the time, I said goodbye to the Dockers. Sadly for them, but fantastic for everybody else. <laughs> yes. Fantastic for me. Yes. And fantastic for Xavier because he had his mum there. So I just worked from my kitchen table and I could be with him. And, you know, he was a really cruisy kid. So it was fun. It was fun in the beginning. It's still fun now. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, it's much more fun now. But, yeah, I, I had, I've had a ball the whole time. I've, I sound like, I don't know a little bit delirious, but honestly, it's been a really fun journey. I've And I can attest to that. I've been around for quite a, a long part of that journey. And that leads me on to, you mentioned your first client, which was, of course, Lifeline or through Ros Worthington. And that's how we met, which is, I'm not biased, but a very special part of the journey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the most pivotal point in my <laughs> business journey was meeting you, Mel. Excellent. <laughs> excellent. I'll give you that money later. Um, yeah, that was great. We had the opportunity to consult to Lifeline and, and create their signature event, which is called the Black Diamond Ball, still stands today, very successful. That We ran it for six years and they now run it themselves. Yeah, it was a fantastic event and definitely when where I met you and worked with you for the first time. Um, what has been your favourite Black Diamond Ball? Oh, without a doubt, the first one. Mm-hmm. It was it was huge. Like for a first time event, selling a thousand seats was such a joy, and the buzz in the room, and the emotion that we created, and even the theme. It was really unique. Like you can't give it a name, really. I know when the paper wrote about it, they said they called it French theatre. Um, Di Bowens gave it that that tagline, but it, yeah, it was oh, it just had everything. But the biggest thing that it had was heart. Yeah, and it really gave back to the community. What did what did you enjoy about that event? I loved, like you said, the scale of that event. It was the first time it had happened. the The vibe in the room was just amazing. I think it was so much entertainment. The pot bellies really cranked up the crowd. Oh, the pot bellies oh, were on fire. They were amazing. so hot at the time. What was it? Two thousand and ten. Ten. Yep. Um, yeah, they were amazing, and they flew over, and they were so. So lovely. What's the word? Generous. They were so generous. Generous. They flew back on the red eye, that's right, to yeah. save the charity money. Exactly. So that we didn't have to pay for a hotel. It was just incredible. Yeah. Everybody involved was amazing that year. It was, holds a special place in my heart. It was the day after my 21st birthday. Aww. It was like a really pivotal moment for me. I managed all 999 tickets that were sold. So that was huge for a gal that just out of university. <laughs> and yeah, just the like we had so many stages. Remember we put a stage in the middle of all the VIP tables. Yep. Really long runway stage, which partying to the pot bellies, it was amazing to stand up there with them. Yeah. Thankfully, no broken legs on that one. <laughs> the gorgeous Narelda Jacobs yeah. was emceeing along with Ernie Dingo. It was, it was just special. Yeah, you're right. The people in the room, Courtney Murphy. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was absolutely lovely. It's a really special event. And I have a very, very special uh, place in my heart for the third year, which was Black Diamond Supper Club. 
<laughs> that was, I think because by then we were a bit better friends. We did a lot of research and I'm using the bunny ears because we went to a lot of bars and speakeasies and <laughs> <laughs> we drank a lot of 1920s cocktails. You know it, Dollface. <laughs> yes. And I still have a nickname that carries on from that event, which is Dollface. Um, but that was amazing. We put a real 1920s Rolls Royce in the room. Yes. What was her name? Gertie. Gertie. Yes. yes. That, that's a story in itself. It is. Another name. Um, yeah. We had dancers and wine barrel bars and like bartenders on either side. It was, yeah. Bespoke wine. And all those little, I loved that set. So we did multiple little lounge sets dotted all the way through the tables. Yeah. That works so well. We should yeah. do that again. We should. Mental note. Loved it. <laughs> so, yeah, the Black Diamond franchise, I suppose you could call it has a very special place in the Known Associates journey. Are there any other events that stand out to you as pivotal moments for the company? Um, Pivotal moments or events? Both. I guess moments, uh, (laughs) making me choose another event is really hard because we we don't have all day. It's like choosing a favourite child. (laughs) Well, yeah, giving love to a lot of different events. But also, I don't know, there's they're all different and great for different reasons. So mm. might leave that one. But memorable moments in the company's journey, um, getting our first office, that oh, that uh, that was a pinch me moment. I just loved having our branding on the door and standing outside it and walking in and setting up the office and having the team there and just having that space rather than working at my kitchen table or from, by that time we'd evolved to working from shared workspaces. Um, yeah, just having our own space and working with the companies that we work with, with Lush, with Media Stable, DL Social, we're in a creative hub and it's really fun to come to work every day and be surrounded by all these creative people doing amazing things. So, yeah, loved getting my name on the door. Well, known associates' name on the door. (laughs) The big gold fingerprint. Very exciting. The next pivotal moment would be getting my first employee. So, my first full-time employee. Um, In fact, I think I paid Georgia before I paid myself, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is often the the road of a business owner. but that was really exciting, being able to give someone else the opportunity to provide for themselves, to give them that, that full-time job that's going to change their life is pretty special. Yeah, And, and what's more special is she's still with us. Oh, yeah. She's still kicking ass. She hasn't gone anywhere. She's not allowed to ever leave. She's not allowed to ever leave. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. Yeah. Yeah, and then obviously now there's, we've got five full-timers, so it's, yeah, it's fantastic. I've 5X'd that joy. <laughs> Next thing would probably be getting our first big corporate client. So CBRE was it and we were suddenly moving into the city. We were doing marketing activations with enormous budgets and things, you know, coming from a charity background, we, were, we started doing things that we'd never done before and we had lots of money to play with, which was very, very fun and loads of space for creativity. So that was um, that was a really big moment. And we, we at that point, we came in contact with some very, very important now to the business now suppliers. So Tennille from Allure, um, Dean from Design and Apply, Levi from, he changed his company name to Noda. <laughs> um, yeah, they, we sort of built that team at that time 
and they're still part of the known associates extended family. And I think part of the journey of building a business is having that network. And it kind of comes down to why we call it known associates. It's who you know. Um, it makes it so special to just have these people that have done big things with you and then they come along on the journey and you keep working together and you grow together. They're all small businesses themselves. So it's a really exciting part of the journey to just make those friendships and those business connections and to see them still there a decade later. Yeah, and thriving, which it's so nice you can thrive together as a business community. Yeah. Anything else pivotal that you want to mention? Uh, one of the favourite things that we did was colouring in the info centre in Forest Chase, which for those of you who don't live in Perth, it was this grey, igloo-looking information building in our city centre. It's sat there looking really ugly mm-hmm. <laughs> for a very long time. Uh, so I had this bright idea of completely covering it in decal, permanent decal, with, with the theme of what we were, the activation we were doing in the city was rainbows. So we did rainbow colours all over it. And the amount of feedback we got on that, because people walk through Forest Chase all the time and they're like, wow, this... I never knew, like we we just either blocked it out of our mind because it was so <laughs> ugly, or we just didn't you know even notice that it was there, and now it's this beautiful bright piece of art basically. It is actually a cool building as well. Like the shape of it is just was a horrible color. No one wanted to see it. Yeah, it's kind of like an igloo, yeah. a squashed igloo. <laughs> squashed igloos <laughs> are good because it's got a wave on top almost. Yeah. So since then, we've re-skinned it in. Aboriginal artwork and it's just and it says Kaya which means hello in Noongar on top of the building so you've got skyscrapers all around it you've got escalators and you can see the top of the building so it says Kaya Perth Mm -hmm. on top Um, yeah I just feel really proud of that what a lovely trademark to leave on the city I think so (laughs) yeah Um, if only we could have known associates just (laughs) scribbled somewhere saying we did this um And probably the other pivotal moment was starting up Known Associates Australia, which is our sister company. It's 100% Indigenous owned um, and that was built to leave a legacy for my children. Hopefully they will one day work in it. Succession, come on, Xavier and Lola. (laughs) Um, It was really, yeah, just to have an Aboriginal owned company that shows other people, particularly First Nations people that... They can be the business owner and they can be successful and they've got such a beautiful culture and way of storytelling and art and all of those things are 100% part of event management. So being able to showcase that through event management. I mean, the company isn't all about showing showcasing culture, but I think Indigenous people lend themselves to event management and that storytelling side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, it's so many pivotal moments in a, such a beautiful journey you've had so far. In the 15 years of running these businesses, what has that taught you about business? Hmm. I guess I, I've cemented in my mind that the greatest gift that I can give is a positive impact on others, which allows them to grow and better their own lives. So I'm a total people person and I... I I love being around people. I love hearing their stories. But even more than that, I love having my team around me because I can have that impact. And I know that 
through what I create or what we create together that everyone's life can get better. And that is so rewarding. That's, um, yeah, that's probably the best thing that I've gotten out of being a business owner and building this brand and this company. Um, yeah, I love being around people more than anything. Except sitting in the sun reading a book, <laughs> which is probably a total From contrast. one extreme to the other, yeah. <laughs> That's my after I go, people, people, people. Right, no people, just books. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm all or nothing. The other thing I've learned is that the sky is the limit. So you can truly design the way you spend your working life to be filled with joy and excitement and creating new things. And it's it's up to you. You There's there's nothing stopping you from doing what you want to do, except your own self-doubt, which I have had along the way, don't get me wrong. Mm, <laughs> as I'm sure every business owner can say. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, and I really do play it safe. Um, I feel like a lot of female entrepreneurs do. Um, but that that feels comfortable for me. I don't like taking risks because then I feel like I'm taking risks with the lives of my staff as well mm. and the people that are impacted by the business. So, yeah, I'm a bit of a safety nerd. Um, it's good. It's sustainable growth. That's it what is creates. A, oh, thanks, Mel. <laughs> it is. It is sustainable. And it, but I do take risks where where I think we can. Is that taking? Is that taking risks if you think you're going to be successful? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But when you know it's a sure thing, you are right in there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so what's next for Known Associates? Oh God, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> Well, next week we're hosting Nova's 20th birthday party, which is a bit exciting. That's Nova 937 cool. radio station. Um, so my head is all in disco balls at the moment. Um, Literally and figuratively. <laughs> well, this is there is true. a lot of them in the office. This is true. There is a disco ball helmet <laughs> yes. floating around. Thanks, Georgia. Um, oh, what's next? We, we're always thinking of how we can grow not necessarily in team size but maybe in team size but just do better do more exciting things um we're party people so I love the idea of doing more things that are destination based maybe a bit of travel and just pushing the envelope in what we can deliver because we we love being an arm like a marketing arm events arm communications arm design arm to our clients so maybe um, I think our biggest direction is focusing more on that delivering more for the clients that we have and just doing bigger and better things with them. Wow well it's certainly a bright future ahead by the sounds of it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope so. No glad to be on the journey with you for sure. Yeah well my big picture dream my big hairy audacious goal is for me to leave and you to take over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god mic drop. My exit strategy. Yay. Yay. Check in back here later, guys. <laughs> I feel like I've done too much talking. What do you like like about known associates? <laughs> well, everything you've just said. But yeah, like you said, it, that it started as a community focused and a community forward uh, company. Most people listening to this know that I've most of my career has been in charity. And that's how we met. And it's really important to me to give back to the community. So having that balance between getting to work with some really cool, awesome budgets and not the charities don't give you cool budgets, but then that's going to a really good cause as well is something that's really important to me. Yeah. And until very recently, we were a really kick-ass all-female team, which is really rare and I was really proud to be a part of as well. Now we're still kick-ass, we're just not (laughs) all-female. But 
But Terence does like to wear a lot of pink. He does. And sparkles. So, you know. Yeah. He's keeping up with us still. And short shorts. <laughs> yes. With uh, fishnet stockings underneath. Yeah. <laughs> and don't try and go again, up against him on a pole because. And high heels. <laughs> he likes wearing high heels also. <laughs> We've oh. really. We've hired our match, really. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Our whole team is great. Shout out to Ali, Georgia, Terence, and of course, Mel, who's sitting right opposite <laughs> me. And our gorgeous, I mean, we didn't even talk about this, but that is probably one of the highlights of the business as well is our internship program. So mm. at the moment, it's Amy. Raleigh just finished up with us. We've had so many beautiful people through who've learnt the art of event management, and it's an absolute honour to have been able to teach them. Yeah, and be part of their journey. Yeah, and set them on their way. Yeah. And that's, the name has so many facets, I find, because they're also our known associates. Like our family just grows and grows every year and it's exponential because they pass that advice on to someone else as well, as well as the podcast and all the listeners, known associates. So it's the ripples are getting bigger and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what what's next. We are going to grow. Our brand's just going to take over the universe. Ripples all across the universe. Yes. <laughs> well, fun. thank you for answering my questions today and thank you to everyone for listening. And that wraps us up. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Yeah.